You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Hey everyone, this is Randy Cruz of the Cruise Control Podcast, and you're now tuning in to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, Earnestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami, carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinionation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gonna see me blow. Oh. Got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of untouchables, opinionation staff. Never an all season, homie. Check the numbers. Heart drop in my own right, supply and southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble. No threat. See him like a hurricane. You're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. Shame. All right, welcome back to the Earnest Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian of NGSEsports.com, where we never stop. On the line with me on a cloudy Friday afternoon is my man, Boston Jack. We're talking NFL week number eight. Jack, what's up? Hey, it's a great day to be a Patriots fan. But then again, Every day is, isn't it? You know, I was I was sending a text to yesterday. Uh, I know. I, I know. About that's this. why. I, that's why. That's why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I and I got a lot. And it's not just that. I have a lot of friends that are Patriots fans. God, I. You know, it's not that I hate the Patriots. I, I don't hate the Patriots necessarily. Okay, because you know you know my my love of Tom Brady. Um, you I hate think, the I fact think, that they win all the time. Yeah. No, it's, I it's, it. it's, not, I it's not even that because I. I well, I mean, the Yankees were that that team for me for a long time too. In baseball, I'm a Mets fan. I had to deal with that in, inner city thing. Um, it's not so much that it's it's the f- <laughs> and it sounds so it sounds so petty, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It's just the fans. It's a lot of the Patriots fans I, I'm friends with too. They're so a bunch of elitists. They they, they they come off as much like elitists. If you can't do any wrong, can't do any wrong here. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, we're the greatest of all time. This and that. But it's funny. Well. I'm- Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and, that's, and that's because they haven't learned humility. I mean, if they're between the ages of, I'd say, 30 and 35, the last 15 years have been unbelievable, unprecedented. We talked about that. But if you're, old, if you're older than 35, say you're in your 40s and 50s, you suffered. You suffered through some lean, lean years. Yeah, man. I mean, but, it, but the last 15 years, if, if you were 15 years old in 2001 and now you're 30, all you know this is all you know is winning. This is, this, you're used to this. So, yeah, you're smug, you're arrogant, you're, you're a Yankee fan, or like a Yankee fan, because that's all they've done is win and win and win, and that's why they're easy to hate. And like I said, the only justification is Patriots have been able to do what they've done with the confines of a salary cap where the Yankee fans, I mean, the Yankees uh, franchise, they bought a lot of the champions. Oh, I agree you, with you that. Cannot, you, you can't argue that. So... But I, I understand, uh, I, I understand that the hatred or, or the despise. I, I even told your son last night because 
He's you're not so much that way because you're older, so you understand it. He's that That's way, my point. and you you said That's it. You, you you admit that 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 Jr. is that way. That he is the elitist Patriot fan. That can, they can do no wrong, and everything is is everything is in 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 the eyes of in his goggles perfect in the way it should be. But it's funny, like and that's go ahead, right? And that's the whole that's the whole attitude of the last fifteen years. And we I talked about that. I went into that a little further. Or before that, before these fifteen years, before two thousand one, from like nineteen seventy eight up into two thousand one. I mean, I, even even before that, the attitude in, in 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 the Boston area. If you grew up in New England, your attitude was, "Oh, how are we gonna blow this?" Ah, man, I you know we got a two run lead. We're gonna blow it in the eighth. We're gonna blow it in the ninth. We've got a, we've got a five game lead on the Yankees. We've got an eight game lead on the Yankees. But you know we're gonna blow it. With a Yankee fan or the New York fan growing up in, in, in you know in New York, he's thinking, "Hell, we got this. We're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back." That all changed in 2001 with Thomas Edward Patrick Brady when he came to town. <laughs> there he goes. He's <laughs> the whole. <laughs> you know, the only thing I will say about the Patriots that you know, because they they do dominate everybody. But I will say this, and I always, and this is where I love the fact that I ha- I have the one card I can use to humble Patriots fans. Because I'm a New York Giants fan, diehard, name my kid Eli, my dog name's O.C. Because the last two Super Bowls prior to the one he won last year, I still have that to humble people sometimes. Oh, wow, you're, you're getting a lot of mileage out of that. You're getting more mileage am out I allow- of that. But, 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 am, I, am I allowed to? Come on now. I guess. You know, you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, apparently you have the kryptonite. Well, well, I mean, look at this way. We're sitting here crediting 15 years success. I've sat here on this podcast saying that this might be the greatest dynasty ever, including the Steelers of the 70s and 90s and 80s because of the sustainability they've done it with the same coach, same quarterback. And yet the only blemishes of the Patriots in the last 15 years have been Eli Manning. Really? We we lost those two games, and I mean, wh- what can you say about those two games? I mean, we got we got nipped. Um, we didn't get the crap. We didn't we didn't get the crap beat out of us. We didn't get dominated. No, we got nipped in a close game both times. We they could have won either way. If those game, if either one of those games were played ten times, we we probably win eight of them. I, I was I said nine actually, but okay, I said nine. Every, every, <laughs> I, I said okay. nine. Okay, cool, great. Because I think the Packers are always a better team in those games, but bounces go a certain way. Like the Welker, the Welker drop in the last one, he catches that first down. They're they're looking at the clock at that point, and you winning. You're talking about five Super Bowls now for Brady. You know, forget the Tyree catch. Forget the Tyree catch. You know, right, right, that was right. obvious. How about Asante Samuel dropping the interception on that same drive at Eli Manning before the Tyree catch? I remember I was I was standing next to you. That's we, the, we that watched was the, the game together. Actually, I felt I do. I actually for a minute felt bad for your son because I remember. Cause remember, you guys are eighteen and zero. This is we're looking at something. We're looking at sports history here. Okay, sure. and the fact that my team was the team that actually stopped you guys from getting the perfect record. You know, and I remember seeing your, your son. I was like, oh man, I felt bad. He was like really down. I had, he actually credited me for this too. He goes, you know, you're actually the nicest Giants I ever met because you were you're like one of those assholes that came out and say, oh, you suck, Patriots. I'm ready to go to hell and. and it, and and that's why we're such good friends to this day because I had only known you for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've known each other. I think going on nine years now, yeah. which is you know a good stretch of time. We've never had an ill word between us in nine years. Yeah. We've been like the best of buddies for the for the past eight years. And yeah. the tone was set that day when your team beat my team, and you were you were cool about it. And to your credit, I think that is why we are still 
the best of friends eight, nine years later. Yeah, and then because you, you, you know how New Yorkers are. When they get up ahead on anything, regardless of how it came about, they don't they don't care about nuance. They just they just say, <laughs> Oh, we beat you, that's it. They are very heavy handed on that kind of way. Anyway, um, right. I want to talk about last night's game. Um Honestly, not surprised. I, I thought Miami could be competitive because New England's had, it's kind of let me down the last couple weeks because I had I've been betting the Patriots on the, on the spreads the last couple weeks and they haven't covered a few weeks. So I thought maybe Miami. I knew look, I had the Pats win the game last night no matter what. I thought maybe Miami gets a backdoor touchdown here and there, and then whatever it's, it's within eight points. But yeah, clearly not happened. And by the way, the, the, I know the story is Tom Brady and elements to touchdowns. To me, the story is their defense. That front seven is so underrated, Jack. It really is. But with the two, with the two, um, with the offense and the defense and the special teams, yes, ain't bad either. With, with with those three things working together, I mean, of course, all the talk is uh, can they run the table? Can they run the table? And, and I know we'll get to that, but I really think, of course, I'd love to see it happen. But I really think it's too early. It's still too early, even at seven zero. And, and looking at their schedule, looking ahead, I think it's still too early because so much can happen in in in, um, in nine in nine more games for. I think it's still too early to be saying stuff like that. I mean, they, they could go out and put up a stinker this week against the Redskins. I mean, it probably ain't going to happen, but if it does, I mean, a lot of people are going to look pretty foolish. There, I mean, when you think about narratives, though, there are mirror images of the uh, 2017. Because remember 2007, week one, after week one, you had the whole Spygate thing came out in the Jet game, and that pretty much pissed off the entire Patriots fan base and the team. And from there, the, the, there was this whole FU tour, you know, that they embraced the team got together and kind of huddled up and embraced and started, you know, staying on the gas and meeting these teams, you know, uh, you know, throughout the year up into the Super Bowl. And you have that same vibe now, um, this year. And it's, it's actually worse this year because there, it, there was a prolonged situation where, unlike Spygate, where it was one week thing and before you know within a week or two that they had a, uh, you know, had it taken care of, um, you know, it, with this the Flategate thing, this went on from before the Super Bowl. After the AFC title game, in through the summer, you talk about Brady spending four games possibly, which didn't didn't happen. Thank God, you know he had all these things going on, and all these things building up to a crescendo up to the football season. You know, I think this te- this team this year is way more dangerous than the 07 team. I think the difference is in, with Spygate compared to Deflategate. With Spygate, was primarily a thrown on Belichick, where I mean, even though he didn't actually hold the camera, according to you know, all, all accounts is that he, he gave orders to whoever to, to take the signals or whatever the, the case may be. So it was a Belichick thing where, where you know, the players had to go to bat to defend Belichick. But now, this is, I think this is primarily, this isn't a Patriot thing. I think it's a, it was mostly a Brady thing. Even Belichick kind of stepped away from it and said, yeah, yeah. you'll have to talk to Trump. Yeah. We, we spoke about that so, last year about that. We spoke about that heavily so, about Brady and his so in o- there. Yep. Right, right. So in 07, it may have been a chip on the shoulder, a team thing, but I think this is more of a Brady thing, uh, where, where, where he, he's pissed off and Belichick is just letting him go. I mean, normally, you think the hoodie would try to rein him in and say, hey, you know, be cool, but this is Tom Brady, and, and I, I think uh, in, in the battle of the egos, it would be close, but you got to go with Brady on this one where Belichick, you know, he may, might be tempted to say, you know, Tom, take it easy, but maybe not, uh, you know, considering the magnitude of his reputation. I mean, the magnitude of what was happening, his reputation being, you know, slandered pretty much, mm-hmm. where, where Hoodie just, you know, said, kill him. 
Kellum. You, you, you bet my boss in Kellum. And he's riding him. I mean, he doesn't have to send them to play to have them pass. I mean, look how many times they passed last week against the Jets. He could have. I mean, even in that game against the Bills, it's obvious they were trying to run up the score. A couple of times they should have been running the ball. When you got a big lead, you run the ball. You manage the clock. You, 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 you end the game. You get out of dodge. But you're still throwing the ball when you're up 18, 19, 20, 21 points. You're trying to, you're trying to embarrass the other team. And, and last night, I was actually glad that they took Brady out for the last uh, couple series. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, I know Brady's locked in. And, and, and that's one of the things I, I, I think I even told uh, my wife last night about watching the game was that with Brady, one of the things I love about Tom Brady is that he's 38 years old. You, do, you, have, to, you have to be reminded that he's 38 years old, number one, because not, not how great he's playing, but the way the fire he comes in the field. He plays with an edge. He plays with an edge that I don't even see like third-year quarterbacks play with. You know, he has that Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan edge where it's his, it's, it, you know, when he's on the field, it's, it's his field, it's his, it's his time. And to me, winning is everything. And, and that, that's kind of what Brady is now. I mean, I don't think we saw that a lot. Right, and he, yeah, go ahead. Right. And he's even more pissed and motivated this year. And that's why that, that, that total ass clown, third string linebacker for the, the Dolphins who posted that ridiculous thing on Twitter. And Coach Campbell should have cut his ass after he did something so stupid. Yeah. I and mean, here you are, you're some third-string, no-name linebacker. You post something on Twitter. You piss off, arguably, the greatest quarterback of all time. You posted that. And, 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 and what, what do you got to show for it? Who, whoever. I mean, what player? There's players five times better than you who have run their mouth and, and had it handed to them. I mean, who do you think you are that you would put something like that on Twitter? I mean, the, the kid should be cut. It's just a smart, so especially a guy in a practice squad. He's on a practice squad. Exactly. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, what are you doing, really? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish there? I mean, really? I mean, fine. You got, you got your name in lights. Hey, good. Uh, hope it's worth it. You know what I mean? So, but... Uh, yeah, you're, you're a fool. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but, but I am working on a column, um, probably for next Monday, um, discussing specifically the Patriots. And, and, my, and I've actually... We discussed this actually... Um, I don't know if you and I did. I know me and Kyle Nash did, but I, you, we may have actually touched it a little bit in, in, in a podcast a few weeks back. And I said after week two that looking at their schedule, I know it was early at the time that there's I I, I don't see much landmines now for the Patriots to prevent them from going unbeaten. And that's week two. Now we're now now we're down to week eight now, and nine games to go. Look at their schedule right now, right in front of me. Okay. What are, what are I've, I've gone. Go ahead. I've gone. I've gone over it, I, and I was just watching uh, first take with Skip and. Uh, why do you do and, that? And why, why do you do that and, man, to yourself? Why do you? Because I was flipping through the channels. It was on, and Skip Bayless was basically making love to Brady. It was kind of oh, funny. He, so he loved Brady. Oh my God! <laughs> it's actually funny. I mean, he's yeah. got his tongue so far, his body could tickle his lung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 it's funny to watch and 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 Stephen A actually pointed out the three possible games that the Patriots could lose and he pointed out obviously the the Bronco game yeah your you know your team the Giants and then um, week sixteen on the road against the Jets and what happens is you get if they do win those games against the Giants and the Broncos and they're going <clears throat> I'm sorry fourteen and 0, 15 and zero those last two games. I gotta pose the question. If you're 14 and 0, if, did we learn nothing from 07 
when we went into the Giants with all guns blazing, <laughs> did we really need to win that game? I mean, I know history and everything, but it ended up costing us in the end. The thing is, though, like you can look at that, you can look at that you can look at it that way. Really, be honest with you, but I don't I don't see it that way, really, because if you look at the Patriots in 07, okay. I mean, granted, there were there were already clues that they were they were starting to kind of wind down. I mean, remember that Baltimore game? They almost lost. They, it, it it took a Bart Scott dumb penalty in the four, on fourth down for the Pats to get the first down conversion, and they ended up scoring. Uh, uh, I think it was Dante Stallworth in that game. Uh, in that, yep. you know, but. I don't know if I look at it that way because, like, it's the, the Pats are literally bounces from B19 and O. So everything's still working in favor up to, like, Asante's miss interception and the Tyree catch, and then, of course, Plax get a touchdown. So I don't look at it that way because it, I don't think, you know, playing the players the last couple of weeks of the season played effect on how they play in the postseason. Because, like, okay, fine, they played a little more, that's a conservative, they, they played a little more competition, but of course, I, I mean, Naturally, you're gonna get better competition in the playoffs anyway. Naturally, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it that way. To be honest with you, and I don't think he will call dogs off. I think if I'm, if I'm Belichick and Brady, I go for it. Absolutely, go for it. I mean, wouldn't you? It'll be interesting to see what they do because I know, you no, know, ah, man. I mean, like I said, I mean, did we learn nothing? From I don't believe stuff? in that stuff. And, and I don't. But, down. but but Jack, I don't believe in that stuff. You know why? Because the year after that, or two years after that, the Colts did, did did the opposite thing. What happened? They lost in the Super Bowl, and you can argue that 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 layoff hurt them a lot. Right, I remember that when the Colts laid down with uh, Caldwell. Yeah, and they were what? 14-0. Yeah, fourteen zero. So I just wonder. I'm, gee, I don't know. I mean, the last two games are on the road. They're against uh, 16 is against the Jets, 17 against is against Miami, and we may be getting ahead of ourselves. But if, if it comes down to those last two games, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of eyes uh, uh, peeled on those on those two. The scary thing uh, about those uh, games, though, I will say, and this is where I I I think you may have a little bit of point here. At that point in the year, look, could we could we could we agree right now through through seven weeks the Jets are pretty good that the Jets are a real team? Could we agree with that right now? The Jets aren't bad. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is more than holding his own. Decent defense. But, I mean, we saw their weakness. They have an inexperienced coach. Right. My, my point I'm going to try to make is this. It's not that they're good enough to be the Patriots. The Jets are probably going to need that game to hell that week because the wild card. Because we we're not sure the Jets will be at that point in December 27th. No, if they're right. a game away from clinching and they need, need that game and they get, need, they'll do anything if it means like going after Gronk's knees or after Brady, late hits, the whole nine, I guess that would be the one thing. Right, one, and the game's, the game's in New York, too. Yeah, and it's a rival. It's a rival. So maybe exactly. the last two games are rivalry games, too. That's, that's, that's the only scary thing. The last two games are rivalry games. So if anything, that might be the scary part. Agreed. Other than that, I don't really. I I, I go for it <laughs> personally. If I'm Brady. If you're trying to prove a point to, to Goodell, which this is, you know, I'm not a Pats fan, but I hate Roger Goodell, and I love this. I, I you know, sometimes I feel like I'm, when, when the Pats are winning, I feel like I'm cheating myself. It's like, oh, this is sucks. The Pats are winning, but you know what? Goodell, f you. There you go. Well, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, I, and I look forward to that because this is going to be more awkward than when uh, David Stern had to hand the uh, NBA trophy to uh, Mark Cuban. It's going to be something when, when Goodell has to hand, has to handle Lombardi to Kraft and, and Brady. I mean, I, I mean, 
I'd like to be there on the field to see that. I'd love, I mean, that'll be priceless. The ratings on that will be hysterical. I think you get more ratings for that moment alone than the game itself. Seriously, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would be Talk about a cutout moment. Yeah, I, I think so. But, like, I go to the schedule. Obviously, the Giant game, I mean, I, I, I the Pats are much better than the Giants, man. I mean, I know the Giants, see, they see the Pats do uniforms. They, they might play up. But the difference in the, Pats, the Giants now and the Giants, those two Super Bowls, they, they have no pass rush right now. They can't even get to freaking Sam Bradford. <laughs> okay, well, and the Eagles have a terrible line. So, let's not even go there with that well, 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 that's the thing. You don't need to get to Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford will screw it up on his own. He almost did, actually. And he still lost to 20 points. That's the, that's the sad part of that game. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. This is Andy Carlson of the Dad Mode Podcast, Common Sense Parenting in a Politically Correct World, and you are listening to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. Get some. I want to look at I want to look at five, five games here uh, this weekend because it, it, there's actually an intriguing schedule here. Uh, it's a good week. It's, it's, it's I, I, I look at some of the games. It, I, I agree. It's, it's it a good a, week. Good um, week for games. I want to look at Cincinnati and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, I know the Steelers lost three games. They lost last week to KC. Um, still no Ben. Since he's really good, they're six and zero. If you don't know how good, I mean, I've been saying all year long that since he's from for them to for me to take them more serious. Get me a bye week. Just do that for me. Get me a bye week. Leapfrog uh, Denver. You're not going to catch New England, but get, get a bye week. Leap, leapfrog Denver. Which, by the way, they do play a couple weeks, just for the record. Um, uh, since in Pittsburgh, I think that this is a... The spread on this one is a, I don't know real quick. I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. I'm pretty sure it's in Cincinnati. By, by one point. I'm, su- I'm, surprised with, I'm surprised at one point, though. I know, I know it's in Pittsburgh. What's a one-point spread? Well, 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 this is the thing. Roethlisberger is back, and this is Cincy's Is he playing this game, though? Is Cincy finally going to get over the hump? I mean, and, and if they win this game, they will they will be one step closer to, to making not only their, their fan base, but the rest of the NFL start to take them more serious because they are undefeated, but they're, the, they're still the Bengals. Yeah, I agree. Um Ben is playing this game. That, that is cl- is that official, Doug? I, I, I haven't heard anything about Ben yet. Um, Roethlisberger starts that game. Do you think he's playing on Sunday? I, I ha- yeah, I, I haven't heard that either. But there's no way you're keeping him off the field another week. Just just for the fact, fact is, if they go down, if they lose another game after losing last week to KC, maybe if they had beaten KC last week. You maybe give Roethlisberger another, maybe, 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 and that's a stretch another week. But the fact that they lost last week, he has to play Sunday, even if he uh, doesn't fill up Rivers and plays on one leg. The only reason I want to push Ben to play this game, though, 
is you look at the wildcard situation. I mean, I don't think you really care because you're way up, way up high. <laughs> you're way up on top of the on top of the mountain on all the power rankings, including my own. Um, is you look at the the the, the wild cards. Obviously, you have the Colts by default in the South. They got obviously Denver. You got Cincinnati in the, in the North, and you have you guys, the Patriots. You know, the wild cards really. The wild card really right, right now is just a two man race. It's it's really the Jets who are right now based on the AFC outlook. They're they're a lock at four two. And I guess the Steelers would be number would be the second team at four and three. Um, I guess the Raiders might be the next threat to the. I mean, the Raiders would be the next threat. Had Miami won last sure. night, they would have been the next threat to, the, to the, that last six spot in the AFC. Uh, you know, AFC wildcard race. And I and, and I know we'll get to that in a few minutes. But who the funk we'd be talking about in Week Seven? A big game concerning the Jets and the Raiders, huh? That's let me t- let me tell you right now. The Raiders are coming. They're coming. And by the way, the AFC West is going to, even though the Broncos are good this year, transition year, because I think it's safe to say Peyton Manning's done this year. I think it's safe to say that, that he's done this year. I think, I think this game coming up, and I know we'll get to that too, but I think this game coming up, the, the Green Bay Denver game, will tell, um, will tell a lot about how much Peyton Manning has left in him. I know. I've been the guy all year saying that as long as the Steelers are healthy, they're the biggest threat to the, to the Patriots. I still feel that way when they're healthy. But I have no reason to believe that Big Ben is healthy this weekend to play. And because of that, I have no reason to pick against the Bengals. I'm going to go to Bengals, cover the spread, and win this game straight up. And if they do, um, yeah, they're, they're one step closer to being uh, a legitimate contender. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the and other then game- it's pretty much... Then it's pretty much off to the playoffs for them. And yeah, because at that point they'll have, they'll have a four game lead in the division. Yeah, huge. Yeah, with 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 tiebreakers. So, um, now this game, you know, obviously this is my I'm invested because it's my team, the Giants and the Saints. If you had told me this game would, would have been actually some a semi marquee game in week eight, based on what New Orleans yeah. started last a couple weeks ago, I would have called you a liar. Right. They've looked right. We started to talk about that. Eli's coming home play a team that might be uh, becoming relevant again. It's, yeah, that is an interesting game again. You're right. And, and it just became an interesting game in the last two weeks with, you know, New Orleans starting to put some stuff together and, uh, you know, of course, overlooked is the fact that Eli's coming home. Yeah, but he doesn't play well in New Orleans, though. They, the Giants don't play well in New Orleans anyway, historically, just for the record. They, and, in fact, I, I don't have numbers in front of me, Ben, but I, I think the last two or three visits has been blowouts. So I don't have any reason to pick the Giants here, except the fact that the Saints aren't that. Look, look, this is so weird because two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was saying the Saints are one of the four worst teams in football. Two I weeks remember. ago, two weeks ago, and now and all of a sudden they're three and four and, and trending. And they still might be because all they did was get out to a big lead on uh, Indy and almost give it up. Well, the score wasn't as close as as it looked, but um, they had no business letting Indy score those those garbage points either. Yeah, but they beat Indy, who we, who both of us yeah, are fraud. they're fraudulent. Right, right. I think, I think, yeah, and that's why this game, it, it, it's a make or break game for both teams. I'm going to go home. Well, more so for the, more so for the Saints and the Giants. The Giants, because that NFC, the NFC East is going to come down to the, to the final week. It's like, who wants it the least? I'll say it again. If, if Dallas is in the, in the mix in the next two weeks and Rumble's back and Des is back, 
Dallas win the division. I'm, I'm saying right now. Um, that said, I'm gonna go home around. I'm gonna pick the Giants to win this game just because I don't have any respect the Saints. I don't. I don't trust the Saints yet. I just don't trust them. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a three point spread. I looked at it before mm-hmm. before we sat down to talk, and um, I, I think Eli's got to uh, he's got to put up a good game. You know, coming home. Okay. Um, we actually just touched on the game a little while ago. The Jets, the, the Jets and the Raiders. Oh, 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 oh. go ahead. Oh, and, and of course I, I forgot to mention I've got. I'm starting Eli on my fantasy team this week. I, 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 <laughs> I actually may do that myself too. I got, yeah, I may, I may, I have one of my teams will have Eli and Russell Wilson. I may actually start Eli this week again. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm benching Andrew Luck, by the way. So your whoa. boy better come through for me. I, I hold you responsible. <laughs> I hold, hold me responsible. I, mean, I, I, I didn't even tell you to start him. I would never bench Luck ever, I, regardless of how bad he's going. I know. Down. I'm just trying to. I just need something to give you a hard time over. <laughs> All right. The third game here I want to look at, and you just touched on it a little while ago, the Jets and the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a real game. This is a real AFC game here. Who would have thought? It's amazing. It hasn't been uh, that way since, um, what, 69? <laughs> these, these two games being relevant at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and I said on social media a couple, a couple days ago, the Jets, not the Jets, the, the Raiders will be in contention for the AFC West crown next next season. They will. Um, look, at the, yeah, look, at, yeah. look at the division. I mean, really look at the division. You got the Broncos, who Peyton Manning won't... I, I, like I said, I'm barring some miracle, some deer antler spray from Ray Lewis, I don't see Peyton Manning getting any better than playing another year. The San Diego Chargers have absolutely shit the bed. I don't see... I don't know where, they, where they're going to rebuild, you know, at least right now. Um, the Chiefs, oh my God. Even with Jamal Charles, they were terrible. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs. Wow. So yeah, they, I mean, they don't right. I mean, maybe, maybe it is final, finally time for the Raiders to be uh, to be relevant again. They've got some, they've got some weapons. Let's see, uh, let's see what the front office does. Um, obviously, their their draft pick this year is working out. Uh, Cooper's working out fine. Mark um, is awesome. He's amazing. So, and, and cars uh, becoming. Uh, he's not having the slump. Um, that said, all the talks speak for the Raiders. I'm, t- I'm picking the Jets here because I think the Jets is better than the, in the trenches than they are. Um, that it's in it's in Oakland. It's in Oakland, but I don't think it matters. Yep. I like this Jets so, team a lot. I like I like I like this Jets team a lot. I do. I love I, I love Todd Bowles. I think he's a, I think he's a coach of the year right now. If you ask me. Yeah, except for that. Um, you know the questionable non timeouts against the Patriots, right. um, and, and that may come back to bite them. But yeah, I think you're right about that game where the the Raiders might still be a year away from winning this game. Yeah, Todd Bowles is good. Todd Bowles is the opposite of Rex. That's the thing, and I, you know I love Rex, but I think the mannerisms of Todd Bowles, you know, someone should like he's kind of like he's kind of like Jim Caldwell, but not really. Like he's very quiet, but he's a football guy. Like he's a guy that. You know, I, I spoke to a lot of people who uh, cover the Jets, and they said that he he's no nonsense. Like he's not like Rex Ryan, where he's like bravado based. He's actually a no, he doesn't have to be a clown on uh, you know at a press conference to prove that he's, he's you know he knows what he's doing. Like he's he right you know. And, and Todd Bowles is, is a very good assist. I mean, he was very good in Arizona. He was good in Miami. By the way, the Dolphins should have hired him and had a chance to do this sort of record, um, but they didn't do that. Uh, and right. I think the Jets. I, this, look, this is this is a real Jets team. This is a real good team. I like them a lot. 
I mean, they're not a bad team, and I'm and I'm glad to hear everybody say they're not a bad team because we beat them. So I mean, it gives us more credibility because we beat a we beat a we beat a good Jets team. Yeah, I agree. So so people can stop, you know, saying all oh, the Patriots are seven zero, but they haven't beaten anybody. Well, the Jets are anybody, the yep. Steelers are anybody, and 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 the Dolphins were pretty hyped uh, up until last night. Yep, I agree. Okay, the next game here I want to look at is the Seahawks at Dallas. Um, I'm not mistaken. That would that would have been that would have been a huge game uh, five weeks ago. Now it's uh, you know can can Dallas you know even hang in there and uh, show some. I mean I know Dez might be back, but uh, you know Dallas isn't quite Dallas yet. Not until they get Romo back. So um, even though Seattle's not playing up to uh, up to speed and, and the games in Dallas, I, I think Seattle wins that game. Um, I'm gonna say something really weird here. You may or may not or may not agree with me. We'll see. I know the Cowboys are two and four, zero and four without Romo. Um, but if I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm still I'm still kind of encouraged because in the four losses, the Dallas Cowboys have have, have been in all these games and had a chance to win all these games. Except for, oh, except for, except for the past game. I don't count the past games because that, that, even with Romo, they lose in that game. Okay, that's <laughs> for the record. But outside the Patriots game. They've been in all their games. They could have won last week as the Giants. If Romo plays that game as the Giants, the Cowboys, Cowboys won that game. The Falcons getting blue in week three, they should have won that game. And then the New Orleans getting lost on Sunday football, they should have won that game. I'm, well, I mean, I'm Dallas fan. Romo's, I'm encouraged. Romo's been out. Brian is just coming back, and you've got a running back. That, where'd Randall go? Anybody seen him? Well, they, they actually uh, he got suspended for a game by the team for... Personal conduct policy. For, some something within the team. For, leaving, for, he, for something he for something he did in February. Now there's something going on beyond that. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going to suspend the guy for something he did eight months ago, I mean, no, they're, 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 they were the, saying that no, they were well, unless he had something new in the last like last hour. What I understand is that he he got pissed off because he he got because they're going to start McFadden this week as opposed to him, and he got pissed off at practice. Well, then I mean you're. You're two and four. You're without your quarterback. Your your top wide receiver is just coming back. Now you're switching gears with your running backs. I mean, okay. Played good last week though. Cause the Giants played great. He had like 130 yards. <laughs> so I mean, the line is still pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I only I, mean, I only say that. I mean, and McFadden's not a bad option, but when healthy, yeah, of course. Um, my thing is this though: the reason I made that comment about the Dallas Cowboys fans should be encouraged because they're two and four without Romo and Dez, but they're still in the mix. And I don't think the Giants are going to run away the division just yet, you know. And if the if for some reason Dez and Romo are back within a few weeks, and they're even within two games of a division lead, they might still win the division because oh, the NFC East oh, sucks. No, I, I, oh, I agree. Eight and eight, eight and eight wins that division this year. Nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody, nobody can run away with it. Nobody's you know separating from the pack, and and I don't think anybody will. And I really think it's going to be eight and eight. It's probably going to come down to some crazy tiebreaker uh, type thing because I think each team will end up beating each other once, and it, it'll come down to some crazy, crazy mm-hmm. uh, tiebreaker thing. Uh, that, you know, the last game, last play, last second, and it'll just be funny to see who uh, you know who plays the, the wild card team. In fact, I'll be honest with you, because I think the NFC is wide open, and and I'll discuss that more in the, in the next game. If the Cowboys are at full health, honestly, they, to me, they're right there with Green Bay and Arizona. 
Like if if the, if Romo was healthy right now with Dez and, and the whole the whole team is healthy as it should be, I think the Cowboys are as good as the Packers and and order or, or the Cardinals because of that roster. Well, well, you didn't know what you were getting at running back. You still don't know what you were getting at running back until until this week. Does it I matter mean, at had... this point that with that offensive line how good they are? Does it really matter at this point? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, last year you had the top running back in the league, Murray. Uh, he's gone, and then you go through Randall Dunbar. Uh, the guy that they got from Seattle, um, uh, uh, Michael. Michael. Right, Christian Michael. And, and uh, see how you, you got running back by committee, and, and nobody's really stepped up to take that. He, he thought it was Randall's job, and Randall went down. You thought right. Dunbar was going to get a, you know, get an edge, and now McFadden's got it. I mean, who's going to be their running back in, in, in four weeks? I mean, they're going to bring back Tony Dorsett. <laughs> Yeah, or oh, maybe Moose Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> that being said, anyway, um, I like Seattle here. I, I, I think Seattle gets it together. Um, I'm looking through the line still, but I think Seattle. I think this is the time where Seattle turns it around. Right. I think Seattle wins this game too. And if they do, and the Cowboys are now two and five, that's a that's a hole. It is a hole. Except the Giants lose this game against the Saints. Then what? The only still only two back in division. That's kind of my my, my whole premise of the whole. The whole point. Yeah, here. no, no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, and, and and that's why I think it's gonna be funny to see these teams, and and the fact that they got to play each other, and somebody's got to win, uh, and, and somebody's gonna find a way to win eight games. Well, uh, the, you know, mm-hmm. the Giants and, and, to lose. It, it's the Giants division it, to lose. It'll, it'll be funny. Yeah, I agree. Is, is, yeah. <clears throat> any team, any team with the exception of Washington, can can win that division. Her cousin. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. Looking forward to seeing him next week. Yeah. You like that? You like that? (laughs) Anyway, last game here. We'll look at. Um. Uh. Yeah, the big game of the week, of course. The unbeatens. Packers going to Denver. Denver Green Bay. Yeah. Huge game. I mean, is this the game where I think you'll really be able to tell how much is really left of Peyton Manning? And I say he's about seventy-five percent of his former self. Which isn't bad. It's still the best option for them. It's still the still a better option than any backup in the league, and, and, and most of the starters. So you got to go with him. But the team is now where, where Indianapolis used to play to his strengths. I think Denver is now covering his weaknesses. Um, and and if Peyton Manning were playing by like say Sandy Colfax standards, he would have already retired. So we'll see how much. Is really left in them, and and really, I think in this game, I really believe in this game, we'll be able we'll be able to tell because it's such a big game. If Peyton has another year left in him, or if, or if this year is 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 really it. Everything you said about Peyton Manning uh, last few weeks, on, you know, through our text, is, is dead on. The weather's not going to get any better for him. It's going to get colder, and with, when it gets colder, it's going to get colder, right? Yeah. Yes. So. Which is why I don't understand why he went to Denver. I, I totally agree with you there. Why didn't he go to Miami instead? Yeah, you know? why did he go to Denver? Right, right. There were other, there were other options at the time, and maybe they gave him, you know, his own his own suite. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, yeah, I think this week, uh, you know, home game. But Green Bay is still favored. That, that, that actually surprised that me. That's a little the shocking. Green Bay, the Green Bay is a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, on the road. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I, I actually, um, I, I think... Because Rodgers isn't exactly uh, lighting it up either. He's only exactly. had one three hundred yard game. I just so there. And, and and against that defense, um, I, I don't know. I, I I guess I like Denver. It's what makes uh, the fewest mistakes, I guess. 
And that's the thing too. Like, and look, I, I'm not gonna knock on the Packers here because I think the NFC is wide open, and they are six and zero, six and zero, six and zero. I'm not gonna sit and start bashing that. Um, and I think if if there's one encouraging thing with the Packers the last couple of weeks that is good, that you look at the negative, is that they've struggled the last couple of weeks, but they haven't needed Aaron Rodgers to beat Aaron Rodgers to win those games, which is good. I mean, sometimes you want if, if you can win games with the quarterback not playing great, that's actually not a bad thing. Right, it's a bonus. It's a bonus. Save it. Put the, you can put those games in your pocket for a later later date. I just don't know if I trust them completely because you know the Packers, they're so leaky on defense. Like they they they're they're a they're like the they're, not, they're like the Patriots in a way. The, not not this year's Patriots, but the, the ones that you know, two thousand eight through two thousand twelve, um, where like they're not great defensively, but they're situationally great. They'll make a big play here and there. You know what I mean? Which is good. Um, but I don't know if like if they play Arizona. In, in January, if they play Seattle healthy and and, and a improved line health, you know, in January, hell, even Dallas if if they get their shit together in January, I think those teams match up well with the Packers, and I, and that's my concern here, that you know you're not seeing a Packers team that's been convincing to you the last couple of weeks. Was then, but then again, like I said the defense has played has played well in, in spots, so it's one of those things. I, I am shocked though that the the Packers are a favorite here. I don't know. That's that, that to me is that's a little bit disrespectful. It's for not only not only their favorite, though, they're favorite by three points. You know, I thought that, yeah, two and a half three. Yeah, I, and I think if it comes down if it comes down to a defensive struggle, uh, you got to go with the Broncos. So I think the Broncos have the better of the two defenses, and if points are at a premium, um, yeah, I like the Broncos at home. I'm I'm, I'm picking Denver win this game straight up. I wouldn't bet it, but I'm picking Denver straight up win this game. I will say this though: if Aaron Rodgers has a big game, in, big game in, in in Denver, that will say a lot about him and uh, and playing as an elite defense. I think if he wins this game on Sunday Night Football in the elements, you know, with that because the Denver Denver has, has has the best defense in football right now. We can we can stamp that right now. They're, they're the best D in football. Um, and if Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win that game in in, in Denver, I think that will say a lot about, more about the Packers moving forward. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it'll make them almost. Uh, well, I mean, you already have them number two in the in the power range. Yeah, they've been there all year long. You know, one and two hasn't shifted um, at all year long. I mean, and if the Packers do win, it's looking. <clears throat> I mean, people are going to be saying it's. I'm mean, just just stop the season, like I said last night, jokingly. Just just stop the season before somebody gets hurt. Let's just have the the Packers Patriots Super Bowl uh, next week and make sure nobody else gets gets uh, any. Torn, uh, you know, Achilles and uh, busted knees and stuff. True that. True that. This is Shane Young from HoopsHabit.com, and you're listening to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast, the best podcast on the web.
What's your beef with fantasy football, man? With who? What's your beef with fantasy football? I think fantasy football, I mean, I love it and I hate it at the same time because I love to play it. I mean, I have, I'm in two leagues, as I'm sure you are. I love to play it. I love to mess with my lineup. I love to go on the waiver wire. Start I think Eli, we're with luck. And it's brought on an interest. I mean, there are people who, who are playing because it's so easy to play. And I think what it's done is the same thing it's done in like, uh, and I'm not advocating politics here, but in politics they call them low-information voters. Right. What, what fantasy football has done is it's, it's created with the interest low-information fans, people who don't have the first clue. And I'm not saying I know who, who the defensive line is for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't. I don't know the offensive line for most teams. But, I mean, I know a little bit. I, I think I know enough to qualify myself as a, as a you know an educated, informed fan that when I make my picks, I'm not just auto-picking and picking the person who's available. And with these low-information fans out there, I mean, uh, they're the people who are on the blogs, you know, stirring up stuff that, uh, and just looking like fools and, and idiots. So, like I said, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Uh, but, it, but it goes even deeper than that. I, I mean, how much do you know about the, um, the fan duel thing? I do play it. I play both that and DraftKings. But I'm going to be honest with you, Jack. Yeah. And I, I, I may have told you this before in the past. I don't love fantasy football. I like it. I don't love it. Like, I like it because it's like, right. okay, whatever, something to do and with friends and, you know, the draft process it, and all that, but I don't it, love it. it. It's entertaining, and you can bring people in who, <laughs> let's face it, you can almost, like, take advantage of. You, you know, you play against that one guy who doesn't set his lineup with the one guy who doesn't, you know, okay, <laughs> he doesn't know Jack. Um, <laughs> no pun, and, no and pun and intended. It, no pun intended, and, um, you it allows a lot of people to take an interest in the game, to, to watch games that are mediocre and meaningless, and, and to learn about some players that otherwise wouldn't even know. Um, so it, it's fun, it's good and bad at the same time. But my problem is um, with, with, with the, the fact that you can almost bet on it now with the FanDuel thing. I mean, they're saying you can't bet on the spray, which I know you, you'd love to do, but you can bet on a player. And, 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 and they were talking about this morning on Mike and Mike. Uh, how they're thinking that, you know, football is getting closer and closer to being uh, legalized, and you can bet on it. Um, and and, and I, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't really have a, <clears throat> I don't really have an opinion on that, but I really think right now the fact that you can bet on players and win money, and, and they're, I mean, they're pushing that to death. You can't turn on the TV without seeing that commercial. You know, you can, you can bet on Aaron Rodgers, but you can't bet on the Packers, you know, giving two and a half. I don't get it. Somebody needs to explain that to me. How, how that came about? I can't speak on on, on you know where where. I, I, look, I got into fantasy sports probably in two thousand two thousand one, and to be honest, with you, I was it was a, a light interest. I, my cousins got me into it. I, I remember that year I picked all Giants players like this because I didn't know how to play it. And they, they, they actually that's the year when the Super Bowl, with, you know, with Kerry Collins. But I, my team was terrible all year. But. Exactly, <laughs> and it got you interested, and that proves my point. There's a lot more people who otherwise wouldn't give a rat's ass about about the um, you know the Kansas City Detroit game uh, Sunday morning. Who cares about that game? But if you've got Alex Smith going Sunday morning, you're going to wake up at nine thirty, flip that on, and watch that lame ass game to <clears> see if Alex Smith throws the ball, which he won't. Yeah, as as. 
as a business, fantasy sports is great for the business. If you're NFL, Absolutely. NBA, it's yes. X because you know what? Huge. You're getting eyes. You're getting eyeballs. Oh, well, you know, right. you know, the game last week, Buffalo Bills. I don't I hate the I don't care about the Bills and Jaguars, but I guess, oh, I got Blake Bortles going this week because my because Romo got hurt and I need a quarterback and things like that. So the, you're, it, you're getting eyeballs. It's it, it, it's good for the game's bottom line. But my argument is is it good for the game? Is it I mean, is it is it a nuisance to the to the to the true fan? Having to deal with these um, these low information fans, oh yeah, uh, you know, getting drunk and you know, throwing throwing wings around, you know, oh, buffalo bulls and yes, dude, <laughs> don't get me started, Jack. I've done podcasts last three years on this. There are fans yeah. now that make me hate fantasy sports now because for that reason because right and, right. and only I mean, that you, you have, mm-hmm, and you have a, you have a conversation about football about actual football on the field and some guy goes no well I don't like this guy because his fans numbers are low I go are you a moron or something you you're going to compare somebody's skill on the field based on the fantasy points really right and and, and that's why I won't go to a Dolphins game. There's no way in God's green earth I'm showing up at, at, at Miami wearing my Brady shirt. There's no way. I, I mean, you might as well just put a bullseye on my back and you know, and, and have them throw Cuban sandwiches at me. There's no way I'm going to that game. And I would, and, I, and I'd love, I, I'd love to go to that game and watch the Patriots play, but it ain't happening. I'm not, I'm not getting hit with, uh, you know, with whoever, whatever they have at the at the tailgate party. There's no way I'll watch that game at home. Yeah, I, I actually prefer football home anyway. I'm not really a big NFL you know, st- stadium guy. I'm more of a home TV listener to Joe Buck. By the way, why why do people hate Joe Buck so much? I love Joe Buck. He was kind of uh, biased when uh, the Red Sox won their um, last two uh, World Series. He was he wasn't very uh, Red Sox friendly. So, um, and basically, I just think he's one of those guys that. Got into the business based on his name, if, if not for his, but he's his really, daddy. But he's really good what he does, though, Jack. If we're being honest. To me, is it about the... You're not a Buck fan, are you? I, I, okay, I, go ahead. He just he he my Red Sox, but don't, don't do that. He, no, he and his father. I love his dad. And we will see you yeah. tomorrow night. Kirby Puckett. He had a cool name. Um... I think I, ha- I have a dumb reason why I think I like Joe Buck. It's really stupid. The New York Giants okay. 07, uh, the, the Giants 07 run when we uh, yeah. won the Super Bowl, he, he broadcasted all four games. All four games. Wild card, divisional round, title game, Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and and you want me to like him now? Why? No, 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 no. I'm saying I want you like him. I mean, you already, you already have your opinion set on the guy. I'm just saying that I think one of the reasons why I think I do like him is because of that. It's because of that. Because I attached that season and that whole run and his voice is attached to that. Right. I mean, I, okay. I, I won't say he's the worst announcer I've ever heard, but he doesn't like. He, he, he kind of dissed my Red Sox, and then he, he calls the game with Troy, and Troy doesn't like the Patriots. So you put the two of them together, and you, you, you know they're not a very well, friendly. Troy. Yeah, Troy not, is different. They're not, they're Troy's not, annoying. They're not very New England friendly. Troy's annoying. I'll. That one's a cowboy, so I mean, number one, that there, there's your issue there. Um, but furthermore, uh, he's he's like he's like Captain Obvious when it comes to like uh, he's he's the Magic Johnson of uh, of of play of uh, color announcing, color commentary because like he says the obvious thing. Like, okay, cool. I I, I gotta see that for myself. 
You know what I'm saying? That's how Magic, Magic Johnson yeah. is on Twitter. Well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you and I, when we, when we get into our favorite announcers, and I guess we just can't have Jim Nance and Phil Simms call every game. But, I love Jim Nance, too. I'm the biggest Jim Nance in the world. It, but it made last night even more enjoyable, because, I mean, I mean, here's Phil Simms, the ultimate giant, and he's praising Patriots up and down, and I'm thinking, I like Phil Simms. <laughs> <laughs> You know? that a conund- that's, a, that's a conundrum, Jack. That's a conundrum. I, li- I like that guy. Um, but they did, a, they, they, they did a good job with the game, and, and even after it was, wasn't a game anymore, they still, you know, well, they still kept it interesting. Well, Jim Nance does, Jim Nance does a lot of Patriot games on, on CBS. Okay, you know well, I like Jim Nance then. Jim Nance is my Joe Buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jim Buck's the NFC guy, so he the Giants are a big, big, big time team in the NFC, so they're going to get a lot of Jim Buck games. So naturally, I, I attach the voice. I get the annoyance. Look, I think Buck had. To, to, to his credit, though, he has embraced the hate. Though there's a, there's a there's a, a video on YouTube, um, funnier die video, um, from two years ago at the Super Bowl where he like interviews people. And ask what you think about Joe Buck, and they know they know it's Joe Buck talking to them, and they they say f Joe Buck, fuck Joe Buck, and you know, and it's funny as hell. So I, I I'll give him this much credit, he embraces the hate. In fact, I noticed him last week during the during the Giants Cowboys game. He was getting more sarcastic yet last week during the game, like he was saying like trying to be witty and all, and it, it was kind of cool actually. Um, he was getting all witty and and, and like. You know, this could be kind of like a douchebaggery a little bit. And I kind of liked it. You know, better for you to be real and, okay, if you're a douchebag, be a douchebag. Yeah, I respect that when somebody, when somebody you know, parodies themselves and they can be self-deprecating um, as opposed to self-defecating. Um, I, I, I can, uh, <laughs> I, can uh, I, I guess I can respect that. But still, um, I won't be sending Joe any Christmas cards this year. Sorry. <laughs> well... <laughs> or ask for any fancy, fancy football advice, because uh, yeah, I'm I'm sick of I, I I've threatened the last couple of years actually to stop playing fancy football in general. Like I I just Jack I just I just do solely two leagues a, a year. I do my best friend and I do one that we share a team because that's our team and that's really his team. Well, I pay half and you know whatever I get half of the winnings of course and then there's one with my family we all do you know my cousins and my brother and brother in law and all that we have like a little family uh, league we do. Which is actually kind of cool because there's a lot of bragging rights involved in that, um, and that's it. That's all I do every year. I can't stand, you know, everything else. That's too much annoying. Fantasy football to me, I get the appeal. It's fun for people. I'm not gonna knock if you like it. I just, you know, it's annoying. It's really annoying. I I might just be bitter because I've never actually won a league ever. Well, I I've I've, got a, I've, I made the playoffs. I've, I've got my league. best chance. I've got my I've got my best chance this year that I've ever had. Since the since I got into fantasy football like seven or eight years ago, I've got the best team I've ever had. Uh, I'm leading my division by two games. This is the best chance I've ever had. So maybe uh, if I win the league, I'll, I'll be singing a different tune. Well, you, well, but, sure. uh, you just start Eli Manning over Andrew Luck. I mean, you you sure want to do that? Well, you know, I got a two game <laughs> lead. I, I I'm I'm gonna gamble. I like to gamble. Oh my god! Like the, like at a gamble, like at a gamble. Um, but I don't know. Um, we should do a podcast like probably next year on announcers, greatest announcers ever. 
Yeah, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. You and I were talking about, you know, of course, singing our praises to the greatest college football announcer of all time. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that would be a fun thing. Doesn't it feel like he's gone forgotten a little bit now? Does it it feel like he's he's gone a little forgotten? Well, he's still alive, but he's got to be pushing 90. No, 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 not, no. We know who he is, but I, I, I don't think people rec- recognize him enough uh, for his greatness. Yeah, but, and that's the thing. Generations come and go, and, you know, we, we forget. I mean, you know, this generation doesn't even know who the Beatles are. I don't think, no, no, the Beatles, the, no, the Beatles are still, the Beatles are still well known. I mean, people, kids know who the Beatles are, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they know. I don't even know if they know Paul McCartney anymore, or or or, or Ringo, or the other two guys that are, you know. It's our job. It's our job to keep the greatness alive, man. It's our job. We, you know, I, I, have, trying, I have, have a duty. We got to get this podcast out to more people, bro. <laughs> so you're relying on Ernest Speaking Podcast to, to be the uh, the elixir to keep people's uh, interest in, in things there of, of yesteryear. It's up to you, man. It's up to me. Save the world. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest, Ernest saves the world. It could be a new. A new oh my series. god, that's much pressure, Jack. Sorry. <laughs> Look, if kids can, if kids want to want to appreciate Drake over, uh, you know, over James Brown, then that that's their fault. Sorry. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, and James is gone, man. But they still play they still play his music on uh, on the TV. I mean, I just saw that uh, his, his song was uh, oh, it's uh, it's a it's a I feel promo like, for something. I feel like artists like U two, the Beatles, Michael Jackson, you know, the, that ilk. There's, there's a select, there's a select, select, like literally maybe five or ten bands, and it's probably smaller than that. That might still have a generations multi-generations to go through appreciation. Yeah, but Michael's gone. The Beatles are gone. They're not playing the halftime but show the, anytime but, soon. But the, so music, but, the music, up, but the musical impact is still there. Katie, we got to put up with Katy Perry and uh, ah, Kanye. Don't get me started. I oh, mean, Kanye. <laughs> who, who'd they come up with this? Yeah, we talked about this. Who, who is doing the halftime show this year? They, they decided I heard that Katy Perry might be going again. Katy again, huh? I don't know, if, maybe, if, maybe show if you're gonna do a reboot of another artist, I honestly it should be Bruno Mars. I thought he was phenomenal two years ago. Well, yeah, I thought they talked about bringing him back. Yeah, well, maybe he, it could be, could be. Um, I thought Madonna was terrible. Or, or, or your other boy there, Prince. He's still around, isn't he? Prince, Prince is in the top three best halftime shows of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, if they're gonna bring people back. I mean, bring people back who are good. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna see the Black Eyed Peas again. Well, you two haven't done it in, in 14 years, 15 years. It's, it's time for a comeback now, isn't it? Sign them out. Well, they're, they're busy. I think they're, um, I think they're doing their uh, Europe tour for the next eight years or however long. They, they like to go over there and just stay there for like long periods of they time. Know, cause they know, because, because they know better. The, the passion of music is not... There's no passion of music here in America. I, I'm, look, I'm not going to... I'm not anti-American. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, come on, I'm not, but... To be real, like this, really, people aren't really passionate about music in America anymore. Like they, they hear a song and they go, it goes on Vine or on YouTube, and that's it. They, there's no passion about music in this country anymore. There really isn't about any artists or or any any musical like you know innovations or whatever. There's no passion anymore. Europe is well, still, you know, Europe has it still. Well, not only that, but YouTube, YouTube is worldwide. Yeah. Their 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 fan bases is it, it it has no borders no boundaries they're they're everywhere they they, they could probably sell out Greenland or Iceland. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
and I think that's why I think U2 is one of the, in that little small like isolated like miniature people that can when it's all said and done 50 70, you know 100 years from now can still be relevant to people long after we're gone yeah, you don't have to, have to convince me. They're my favorite, and they, they have been for thirty odd years. I mean, that's uh, that's the only band I could go see. Everything else to me is noise. Oh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Anyway, Jack, good luck with your picks this weekend. Hey, thanks, man. And I'll uh, I'll be thinking about you tonight when I'm watching the, the Bruins and the, and the and the Panthers and Heat and Cavs and the uh, Game Three the Mets. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. That's why, that's why I'll be thinking. I'll be, we're going to uh, need it, man. The Royals, still, the Royals are good. And we're still on for a game this year, right? In, in, uh, in, in fact, it's coming I, um, actually, the, the Pats and Giants do play in two weeks, so maybe we should get together in, on the Pats and Giants game. You, could you do Let's it? do it, brother. Let's do it, brother. Long overdue. I'll be back. Actually, I'll be, I'll be in California next week, um, so it'll be the weekend after I'm back from California, which is actually literally that four, five days after my trip. Yeah, which are great. I'm down. I just got my hair cut. Maybe I'll even shave for you. <laughs> Look, if your beard got Ryan Fitzpatrick like, I don't want to see you. No, <laughs> I would sure never do that. Short, <laughs> short, short, short guys should not grow beards. They look like rabbis. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Thank you.